get ready to throw perfection out the window because you're tuned in to the Honestly Imperfect podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Penhorwood, and I'm a marketing coach and the founder of Harper Collective, where I help business owners master their PR and simplify their marketing. Each week, we'll be unlocking valuable tips to up-level your business and sharing honest conversations with entrepreneurs to uncover their stories and wisdom to inspire you to take action. Now let's dive into this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, we're joined by health coach Bridget Murphy, and we are chatting all about burnout. This is a topic that I think is really important because so many women that I know have experienced burnout, including myself. So if you're currently going through burnout, I want you to know that you are totally not alone. And the reason why I think this topic is so important is that it's often not discussed. And it's something that when we're going through burnout, maybe we don't actually know that we're there or maybe we do, but our workload keeps piling up and we just can't seem to find a way out of it. So I wanted to bring Bridget on today to help us find some tips and tricks that we can add into our toolkit to reduce our stress and hopefully avoid burnout. I hope you love today's episode and make sure you leave a review to let me know what you think. Hey Bridget, welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to have you here. And as we chatted about before, this topic is such an important one, especially for women in business. So thank you so much for coming on to have a chat today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. To jump in, I would love to know three fun facts about you to help people get to know a little bit more about you before we dive into today's topic. Okay, so the first one is that I've just moved from Melbourne to Torquay about a week and a half ago. So that's a big change, but I'm loving it already. Uh, The second one would be that I used to be a full-time primary school teacher and spent most of my time teaching grade ones. So very different to working with adults like I do at the moment. And (laughs) the third one is that I'm pregnant. So exciting. You only just told me before. So I've I'm super excited. I'm sure some listeners who already know you as well, this will probably be the first time that they hear about it as well, which is awesome. So what inspired that change, I guess, from teaching into becoming a health coach? Well, it was through my own experience. I was teaching full-time. I was that typical type A person. Go, go, go. Busy is successful. If you want something done, ask a busy person great for everyone around you, not great when it's you taking on that. Um, And gradually I just noticed myself begin to fade. Things that were really easy for me became really challenging, like concentrating in staff meetings, writing school reports. Like I know teachers dread them, but writing them I didn't find really hard. That became hard. I just had lots of physical symptoms And I was like, oh, what's happening here? And then I just reached that point where I was diagnosed eventually with chronic fatigue. It was essentially just complete burnout on all levels of my well-being. So after four years of getting on top of that and heaps of research, trial and error, all of these things which people listening can probably relate to, even if they've dabbled in those things, I was like, I don't want people to have to reach that point that I did before they do something. So I'm all about being proactive, you know, not waiting till you hit rock bottom to be like, oh, okay, I really need to do something, which is how a lot of us work. We're so busy, 
So it's just like wait until I hit that rock bottom and I can't do anything else, then I'll deal with it then. Yeah. Um, so that's where a huge part of my inspiration came from and my desire to support other, primarily women, but other people as well. And I think the biggest thing as well that I hear is that sometimes people don't actually know that they're experiencing burnout. They just think, I've got a lot on my plate, I'm just busy. So what are your thoughts on, I guess, what burnout actually is and how we can know if we might be experiencing it? And you've made a really good point. I think we normalise it. We're like, I'm just tired, I've just had a big week, I've just had a big month. Once I get this done, I'll be fine. But it's just like we're like hamsters on a wheel and we don't actually get that circuit breaker to be like, Mm. okay, I've reset, I've rejuvenated, I can go again. But I think essentially burnout is when you've pushed yourself to or beyond your limit. And for a lot of people, they've gone beyond. And Mm. hindsight is great. You're like, I shouldn't have done this. I should have known when this was happening, but it's too late by that point. We think of burnout being a physical thing, and it definitely is, and many symptoms manifest physically. But it's also mental and emotional too. And for a lot of us, that mental side is actually the biggest part of it. And that's Mm. what's having the ripple to our emotional and physical state too. But I think it's just, we feel safer if we say I'm physically burnt out or, you know, you know, I'm tired, I'm lethargic rather than that stigma of attaching it to a mental state of being. We have so many decisions to make. And as business owners, it's so much responsibility on us. You know, there's people that we can turn to like mentors and people in the uh, familiar space as us. But the end, at the end of the day, it's up to us to keep our business running, you know, get new clients or serve our clients in the best possible way we can, deal with tech issues, like all of these things and the curveballs that come with it. And it can just be, send us to that point of overstimulation and overwhelm. So mm. I think for a lot of they start feeling that fog. I don't know if you've ever felt this way, Alicia, where I used to explain it that my brain felt like it was wrapped in glad wrap. Mm. And I know that sounds odd, but people are like, yeah, that's true, where it's just like you try so hard, but no matter how much you focus, no matter how much you eat well, drink enough water, all these things, you just can't process things. Mm. And that's where problem solving is really challenging. You can do simple fiddly tasks, but if something involves more than two or three steps, it's like, I can't do that today. I think that problem solving ability sort of becomes harder. The brain fog, irritability is very common in people who are burnt out or burning out because it's just like they can't take anything else in. It's like Mm. another noise, another question, another decision, another problem. And you're like, even hearing myself say that sounds stressful, but it's, that's what we're dealing with every single day. Mm. So I think the best way for people to be like, am I burning out or am I already there is just think back to when you did feel really good and then compare it to where you're at now. And if you notice yourself sort of declining and you've noticed that that's for a prolonged period, like not just a day or a week, then it's a really good sign that you're possibly deteriorating or you've pushed yourself to that limit. I think that's a really good example as well to kind of create that contrast for yourself. And even as well when you mentioned like, I guess, decision fatigue, I remember probably a few weeks ago now, I just, I could not make another decision. And I know when I'm getting like this, when my partner says, what should we make for dinner? And I'm like, I just can't, like, I can't even think about a recipe that will be good. And I remember we went to the shops and we had to get 
my cat cat food and I walked into the aisle and I picked up kitty litter instead of cat food and I was so convinced that that's exactly what I was meant to be doing and I walked like almost to the checkout and he looked at me and he was like what are you doing he can't eat kitty litter and I thought oh my goodness my brain is not even functioning like I'm just kind of going through the motions and not even thinking anymore and I think that's when I went hang on a minute like something's not right here so yeah I think it's decision fatigue but also checking in with yourself I guess and and realizing hey like have I changed the way I am from what feels really good and I think something that's I've seen quite a bit on social media a few people talking about is linking our self-worth to productivity. So what are some signs that we might be stuck in a bit of a pattern of doing this? This is really, really common. And again, just feeds that living on autopilot that you just spoke about. Essentially in that moment where you've got the litter instead of the food, (laughs) you're in a state of survival. So you're just Mm -hmm. running on adrenaline or cortisol, your stress hormone is pumping, pumping through your body. We're not thinking logically in that moment. When we're linking our productivity to our self-worth, we're just doing more to feel like we are more, we have more, we can Mm. do more. Trying to prove, a lot of it is to prove to ourselves that we're worthy of more, but a lot of people also want to prove outwardly. So to show Mm. that they're competent, to show that they're able, to show, okay, this is my limit, this is what I can do. And we try and do everything and we try and do it all at once and it's just too much. We forget that we're human. And yeah. we need boundaries too. So I think uh, when you're linking your productivity to your self-worth, you will know if you're doing this is like if you're craving downtime or mm. time to yourself and then that time comes around and you either choose not to take it, to wind down, to zone out, to do whatever you might choose to do, or if you do take that time and constantly feel guilty for taking that time. That's a big one. I hear that all the time, like especially with entrepreneurs and especially with women, they might have a morning off and especially if it's between those nine to five hours of a Monday to Friday, they really struggle, and this is myself included, really struggle to, I guess, put that guilt aside and just indulge in the freedom of running your own business really. So that's a huge one. And not having to justify it. I know sometimes I still fall into this trap where like people are like, oh, you're not working this morning. Well, I worked earlier. I'm just having a break. And then I've got clients later. But we shouldn't even have to feel that need to justify how much we're doing in a day. Because for some people, they can run their business and do an amazing job in two or three days a week. For other people, that isn't achievable. And I think Mm. that's another sign that we're linking our productivity to our self-worth is when we compare ourselves to how much other people are doing and we feel like we have to do the same. Mm. Now, we do this, and I don't know if you're on this, but we're like we look at people in completely different fields, running completely different businesses. We take bits from their Instagram and we're like, wow, they're massive days or they should do that or I should be doing this or I'm missing something, I'm not as good as them. And we get all of this internal chatter that's telling us that we're not good enough until we're doing what they're doing. Mm. And when we do that, we lose sight of our own values, but also our business values, because we're just trying to fit into somebody else's square, I guess you could say, and be like, okay, I'm doing well if I'm like them. 
and I think social media really adds to this as well. Like that we have this highlight reel of what everyone else is doing without actually knowing what they're doing and knowing what's going on in their life behind that glossy image. And yeah, I think that's such an important thing. So what are some simple shifts that we can start to make if we feel like, you know what, I am linking my self-worth to my productivity a bit. What are some simple steps that we can start to take to shift out of this? I think one of the first things to do would be to ask yourself, what am I trying to prove and why? Mm. Because it's not really a question that we ponder often. We're more like, what do I need to do and why? I'll feel better when this is done. But we need to know that we're pushing ourselves and for what reason? Are we trying to prove to ourselves that we can do something? Are we trying to prove to other people that we are really busy so we're more reputable as a business or there's so many reasons? But I think just take time, just scribble things down. What are you trying to prove and why? And that will just really show you maybe where you've gone off on a tangent a bit from those values and from why you created your business in the first place and also for what you're wanting to create for your clients or customers or whoever that might be because as soon as you go on a tangent, then your messaging, and I'm, this is your area, Alicia, not mine, but mm-hmm. it becomes really blurred. They're like, mm. oh, but I thought she was all at this and now it's this and now I'm not sure if they're actually the right person for me. So it can be detrimental obviously to our health and well-being in our business, but also to the people that we're serving as well. So mm-hmm. I think that's a really big one and obviously reflection as a whole. Another thing I would say is to chunk your time and allocate tasks to that time. I'm still trying to get better at this. Me but I think if, Yeah, I think it's a, we're a constant work in progress. But yeah. I think if we're aware of what we're doing and where we're pushing ourselves too far, then that's the first step, the self-awareness. But if we say, okay, this is my day today, this is what I need to get done or want to get done, and then break the tasks down into allocated chunks of time because often what we do is we write a to-do list that's really for a week, not a day. Mm. We don't know how long those things will take. We're like, oh, just do a bit of this and a bit of this, but it's unrealistic from the get-go. So we're sort of setting ourselves up not to fail but to get to the end of the day and be like, I haven't done enough. So if you're feeling like you're trying to be more productive to fuel that self-worth and you're constantly doing that where your lists are unrealistic, you'll never get to the end of the day and be like, I've done a really great job. I feel really good about things today and I'm looking forward to tomorrow. It will just feel like you're stepping into each day and it's just monotonous, like you're getting nowhere no matter how much you do. So I think be really realistic have those chunks of time just so it's clear for you. You can get to the end of the day and be like, okay, I got most of them done or I got all of it done and feel so much better about yourself too. Something I've also just been doing this week is writing out my to-do list and then looking at it and going, okay, is this actually realistic? And sometimes I'll re-look at it and go, you know what? It's actually not. Like if I if I want to get to bed tonight, if I want to have a healthy dinner, if I want to do the things that I want to do in my day, I need to take something off this list. And something I think I've experienced myself as well is, When we do start to get burnt out, what are some things that we can do if our workload just seems to be never ending? Like that list is full of 
what we would call priorities and we're already feeling exhausted, what are some things that we can do to just help ourselves in that time? This, again, is a huge challenge because this is where people are like, if I slow down, then I stop and then I can't get going again. And where we feel like our choices are taken away, we're like, I don't have a choice but to keep going. Mm. So it's all, I think we think of like taking a step back or nurturing ourselves as, you know, luxurious day spa days and, you know, afternoons off, which are great. But for a lot of people, they actually aren't realistic. So we need to weave little mindful moments into your day. It could be as simple as, you know, your morning coffee that you actually sit down and drink it slowly. I work with so many people who get their first coffee or whatever they like to drink in the morning and then they're craving their second one straight away because mm. they haven't even mindfully had their first one. It's just sort of like sculled while they're scrolling their phone or doing something else in like a manic rush. So yeah. I think slow things down as much as you can. And again, just really prioritise. And I say to people, just ask yourself, what's most important right now? We are very, very good as business owners and people in general at planning and thinking ahead, which is obviously pivotal and we really need to do that. But our mind can be a million miles away and we're in a moment and we don't know where to start, what to focus on, and we're dabbling in so many things that is not helpful if you're struggling with decision fatigue and brain fog anyway. So a way to organise your time, again, with the chunks of time that I spoke about, is to break things down into now, next and later. And whether mm. you do that for a day, you might do it for a week, for a month, whatever works for you, just be like, okay, what will get my attention now? What's next and what's later? And then that way you're also not trying to remember all of those little jobs and things that you need to do, people you need to get back to, things you need to book in. It's all written out there and you can just focus on that now list and then move your way through those. I really like that. And that's something I'm actually going to do as well, because something I've been doing is writing out my to-do list for the day and putting in, I guess, time chunks. But what happens is that when it's really hectic, if I go past the next time chunk, then that anxiety kicks in and I'm immediately going, oh my God, I'm already behind. Whereas, and I guess it's setting just like another unrealistic expectation on yourself. So I think by breaking it into those, it's kind of a bit flexible around when you get those tasks done. And I guess the later ones are a lower level of importance. So if they get pushed back a bit, it's no big deal. So I think that's really good. And what are some techniques or tips that we can do if we are in that autopilot mode so that we can switch into feeling more calm and grounded within ourselves? There are so many things, but again, just bringing things back to being mindful. So slow things down as much as you can, you know, take in the smell of your morning coffee, have a shower and actually be present in the shower. For a lot of people, the shower is there at a time where they get their creative ideas. Mm. And they're like, that's a great idea. It's because they're just away from distractions, away from their phone, away from what's happening and their mind is clear, like clearer. So I think that's really important, but just slow things down. And that might be that you need to get up, you know, 10 minutes earlier so you're not running around trying to make breakfast and do everything or you're missing one of those things too. But I'd say slow things down, leave some white space in your day. So when you're chunking your time, 
leave even if it's five or ten minutes and that might just be that buffer that you need but so when that time comes around you're like what do I feel like I need right now for some people their zone out is actually like scrolling on their phone for other Mm. people that fuels this feeling so they might meditate or they might take a moment to engage all their senses with the five, four, three, two, one method where you're like, what can I see, hear, touch, taste and smell to fully ground you in that moment. So I think small practical things are really helpful. Switch up your environment if you can. A lot of us work in the same space every single day and even just physically going to that space can be draining because we're like, ah, here I go. <laughs> so if you can, and as business owners, a lot of us can have some flexibility as to where we work and sometimes we need to be in quiet spaces, sometimes we don't. So if you can, just mix that up and it might be that you do that weekly or just throughout the day, whatever works best for you. I think an appreciation of what you are doing, what you are doing well, and just the simple things around you is really important too. We can get really caught up on what we haven't done what we need to do, what we're not good at, where we're falling short. And we don't give ourselves credit for how far we've come and what we're achieving and how we're making people feel and the difference that we're making to other people's lives too because ultimately that's why we run businesses, to make other people's lives, you know, more enriched in some way. So I think Mm. appreciate those small moments. And it might be that you do that. You're like, okay, when I brush my teeth, I'm going to think of three of those things. Or when I get to a red light, instead of becoming frustrated that I'm running late, I'll think of, you know, three things that are going well or that I'm looking forward to. And just link it to another habit if this sort of thing doesn't come naturally to you. So then it's just like, okay, they're like triggers for another healthy habit to come in. I would just say as a final wrap-up of these things, and there are so many tips that I could share, but make a list of things that make you feel really good, where you sort of lose track of time, where you feel fulfilled, where you're like, oh, that felt good, I want to do that again. Call that your energy savers. Then also Mm. make a list of your energy drainers. And for people in business, I know personally, and I still do it, you try and do so many things yourself that aren't your strengths. And to me, I'm like, well, I won't be good at them unless I try and do them. So we can burn ourselves out by trying to obviously prove that we can do hard things. But I think for a lot of people, tech is just a nightmare. So that might be one of their drainers in their business. You can do this for business and personal life or do a combined list, but just make a list of both. And then you might just narrow them down to your top three energy savers, which shows you you need to create more time and space for those in your weeks. And then the energy drainers, those top three, how can you sort of start to cancel them out? So they're things that you're not going to be saying yes to as often anymore or that you might need to delegate to somebody else or ask for some support or get a mentor or something like that. Those are so good. Thank you so much. I feel like I was just in a session with you then. I feel like I got so many takeaways. And I think even another one as well is introducing more fun into our day. That's a big one that I'm focusing on at the moment. Like tonight I'm going to go and play putt-putt golf just for fun to do something silly. You know, we can get really serious, really in our heads. And especially when we're feeling burnt out, I think weaving in those moments of fun just makes everything feel so much lighter and we remember that we're actually humans and not robots so 
yeah, I think that's another, that's a tip from me for today. (laughs) And I say to people, make an absolute yes list. If somebody called you, your best friend, your partner, family member, whoever, and said, what would you love to do this afternoon? What would you say straight away? Make a list of those things, you know, draw on them. If if, if it's not something that you do, just be like, okay, I'm going to choose one of those things each week. It can be simple. For me, it's like an ocean swim. And now that I'm so close to the ocean, so nice. But when we do these things, like you playing your mini golf and going for a swim or doing whatever it is for each person, we get perspective because we're taken out of that environment. So Mm. an email might come through and we're just thrown off completely, especially if we're feeling burnt out and vulnerable and our self-worth's a bit low and we're like, oh, it's just like cherry on top feeling. That's when if you can, and I know it's not always possible, take yourself out. It might just be, you know, 10 minutes to do something fun. Put on music, dance around, do something just to shift that energy a bit. I love that. Well, thank you so much for today and for sharing all of these amazing tips. And where can people come and connect with you online? Thank you, Alicia. So mainly on Instagram, so at the truest you. And then my website, thetruestyou.com.au. But if people have any questions or any concerns or are like, oh, my goodness, now that I've listened to that, I think I am burning (laughs) out, please send me a DM or send me an email and I'm happy to chat things through with you. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. It's been great. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love if you could leave a review or share a screenshot to Instagram and tag at Honestly Imperfect Podcast so that I can pop on over and say hello. I can't wait to connect with you again soon.